Hi again, everybody, and welcome back to uh, Teal Town, USA. I am pleased to be joined once again. It's it's an annual tradition now to speak with Sharks Television play-by-play voice, Randy Hahn. Randy, good to see you. How are you doing? Good to see you, uh, Eric. Happy New Year. I'm doing fine. And uh, what are we uh, just on the content, countdown now to being back on the air, which is exciting. Great to have you back in the uh, bot broadcast booth. Uh, but, you know, first things first, as you make your way to the broadcast booth, we check back in with you uh, once the pause kind of was in its first month. And, uh, you know, the most important question on the mind, how will Frost Cupcake cope <laughs> without their most popular delivery guy? Yeah, uh, for those who didn't uh, tune into that episode, I was uh, helping out my girlfriend with her business and delivering cupcakes for about three or four months. But uh, that time has passed. And um, there is a new delivery person now, not affiliated with the Sharks organization. <laughs> In fact, I don't know who it is. But um, uh, yeah, that was fun and uh, got to see uh, the South Bay in particular in a way that I never had before, kind of uh, going down streets and into neighborhoods that you would only go to if you were visiting someone that you knew. And this uh, allowed me to, to see the area in a brand new way. Plus traffic was light back then. So it was uh, it was fun bombing around in a in a little scion with cupcakes on the side and um, waiting at little kids as we drove by with a cupcake car. Oh my gosh, that that must have been fun either way. And just it's like the ice cream guy only with with fancy cupcakes. I love it. Exactly, that was me. <laughs> All right, so moving on from hot chocolate cupcakes to our beloved San Jose Sharks, uh, we got a fifty six game uh, season coming, kind of unprecedented. You know, we're in a temporary West Honda division, whatever you want to call it. Um, what do you think the Sharks will improve this season? Uh, well, it is a very unique situation here and, uh, uh, you know, necessitated due to the COVID restrictions, particularly between Canada and the U.S. and the requirement on both sides to quarantine, especially Americans going into Canada. Uh, it's a 10-day quarantine period, mandatory. And uh, that necessitated all the Canadian teams playing together, and they had to figure everything else out. Um, it, it's almost, it's not really four divisions almost. It's, it's more like four different leagues because of all the play within the division. So, you know, you think back to, say, last year, and it's a – it's a Sunday night in Ottawa and the Sharks are on the final game of a road trip and maybe playing back to back because they played in Montreal the night before. And, and, you know, they, they blow a lead in Ottawa and end up losing in a shootout. You sort of go, you know what? We still got a point and who cares how many Ottawa got? That's not the case anymore because yeah. every game is the, four-point game and if you blow the lead and end up losing in a shootout to the Ducks you just gave them a point that might be the one that they used to beat you at the end of the season so every game takes on a much more important role aside from the fact that the the schedule is shorter um, and and everything get you know the the, the the need for a good start is so important uh, it's not just the start every game now is huge uh, when it, it comes to playoff uh, implications 
And, you know, I think the Sharks, as we heard from Logan Couture this week at training camp, and, and I've heard it from a number of the players at camp, and I'm like everyone else, I'm at arm's length. We're not allowed to go to camp in Arizona and, and be in the, uh, the training facility in Scottsdale. But all I hear is a, is a group of guys who feel like, yes, they will contend for a playoff spot and they expect to be in the playoffs. So uh, that's great to hear. Um, I haven't seen a lot of that predicted by people uh, outside of the dressing room. Uh, most of the predictions I've seen have the Sharks not making the playoffs. But then I ask uh, if you are going to give the three spots to three of the top teams in the Western Conference last year, and it's fair enough, uh, the St. Louis Blues, the Colorado Avalanche, and the Vegas Golden Knights, then who's going to get that fourth one? Are you telling me the Sharks can't beat out Arizona for it or the two other California teams, the Kings or the Ducks or the Minnesota Wild? I present that they can. Uh, I, I, I would stack up the Sharks roster on paper against those other teams and say the Sharks have the best roster. Now, you could argue about certain positions and people are going to point to goaltending right away as the first one, but... If you go up and down that group and look at the quality players the Sharks have and a couple of Norris Trophy winners on their blue line, uh, I would suggest that they have, of the teams other than those three, they have the best roster. So uh, I, I, I concur that the Sharks ought to be able to contend for a playoff spot. And, and who knows in this short season? Maybe it won't even be that fourth. Maybe it'll be higher up. But I don't think they care what slot they're in they just want to get in right and i think whenever uh the pundits will say uh can put cast some doubt on this team historically they've seemed to surprise everyone which i i hope is the case this season um but what excites you about seeing just seven other teams this season with so many back-to-back -back games and then if the Sharks do go on to get participate in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You've already seen these teams at least eight times. And then it's just going to, you know, we know how playoff hockey just evolves into just a crazy time. I mean, it's just an incredible scenario when you look at it. Well, I'm excited about the fact that you're going to, uh, further cement the rivalries that you have with teams like Vegas, obviously, um, the LA Kings, who who have a stocked farm system, and we're going to start seeing some of these young players this year, and it's going to be a different looking Kings team. Um, same with the Anaheim Ducks, who have some tremendous prospects, and while you won't be able to hate on Corey Perry anymore, and you couldn't last year because he was with Dallas and this year you won't at all because he's with Montreal and the only way the Sharks would face him would would be in the playoffs um, if they were to get out of the Western Division but um, you know some you know reconfirming those rivalries and then I'm not saying that the rivalry with the Coyotes has been you know comparable to those other two uh, or even Colorado um, or Minnesota, but that could all change in a big hurry because yep. you're going to be playing these teams so many times. And, and you know, as I was looking through the schedule again today, 
on some occasions, you're going to play them four games in a row, two games in their building and then two games in whatever the Sharks will call home at that point. So when you play the same team four times in a row in, in the span of, you know, eight or nine days, uh, that is awesome because it, it replicates playoffs in a sense, but it also brings out the nasty. And that's the best hockey when there's emotion on the ice and when people don't like each other on the ice. So uh, I, I think it's tremendously exciting. Uh, you might look at it and say, well, this is going to be boring. We're going to get the the diet of the same seven opponents for 56 games. But um I think it's going to be the opposite. I think it's going to be tremendous. And, and, and I think we'll see things like rivalries between teams like Vegas and maybe Colorado or maybe St. Louis with Petrangelo now uh, in Vegas and those teams clashing. And, uh, you know, I, I don't just enjoy watching Sharks games, which is my job to watch them. I like to come home on my off nights and, and watch these other games and the rivalries all around the league. I mean, can you imagine, uh, you know, Crosby and Ovechkin going at it eight times and the Battle of Alberta eight times and and so on and so on. So I think that's going to make for very compelling games and it's going to be an awful lot of fun to see them. Especially with how it's set up for series, you know, these mini two-game series or like you said, the like a four-game, I think you said Minnesota. I mean, it's just... It's going to be fun just to learn from that first game, that second game. You're going to be like, okay, here's how we're going to adjust. Here's how we're going to get a little get a little crazy. And yeah, definitely get a lot nasty for sure. So going from the ice up to the broadcast booth, Randy, uh, of course, uh, we heard about the departure of Jamie Baker. Uh, wish Bakes all the best to him. Um, what's the plan for the broadcast teams on on the TV side and going forward this season? Well, at this point, we are going to have all 56 games televised, 53 of them on NBC Sports California, where we've always been. And NBCSN has now taken three of our games, including the game on um, April the 21st at Vegas, which would be the game where Patrick Marlowe would pass, if he plays all the games before that, would pass Gordy Howe to become the uh, number, on, number one on the list of all times game played in the history of the National Hockey League. So that, that was sort of a one you knew that they would target. And, and should Marlowe miss any games before that, and that uh, milestone game comes a little later, I would imagine they might make some changes there. And I don't know who will broadcast as far as play-by-play and color those three games on NBCSN. That's to be determined. It may be Brett Hedekin and I. It may be uh, some other broadcast team. We just don't know at this point. But uh, the plan for the other 53 is yours truly doing play-by-play, Hedekin doing color, Um, I don't think we're going to have an inside-the-glass situation this year. At least that's not in the cards to start things because the Sharks don't have access to SAP Center due to Santa Clara County rules. So they're playing in Arizona. We won't even be there. Brett and I will be calling the games from either a studio setting, uh, at at least initially, and maybe later at some point we will call 
the road games from SAP Center and just set up our normal situation there. Uh, and, and for now, the Sharks' home games will be in Arizona. And uh, the plan is for Brett and I to call those remotely off a screen as well. Uh, and then on the radio side, Dan Rusinowski uh, is going to uh, be joined by uh, Scott Hannon at times, Mark Smith at times, and uh, I think Sharks fans have heard those voices before. Hannon's done some tremendous work on the TV side, um, pinch hitting for uh, Curtis Brown occasionally on the pregame show, and also some radio color, and Mark Smith's done a great job in that role as well. And I, it's just great to see the alumni uh, not only get the opportunity, but to embrace it and want to be involved in these kind of things. And I think they bring a lot of insight and help connect fans from years gone by to the the present uh, broadcast. So that's the plan. Brody Brazil and Curtis Brown in the studio as usual. It's going to be different, obviously, uh, for Brett and I to call the games off a screen. I talked to some of the other broadcasters in the league who did that during the uh, playoffs uh, last summer, and uh, it was described as imagine yourself driving a car but the only window you get to look out of is the driver's side front window, the windshield. Oh, you, can't, wow. you don't have a side window, you don't have a rear view mirror, and you don't even have the other half of the front windshield. So you lose a lot of peripheral vision and you, you miss seeing things like line changes, uh, maybe the, the trailing referee's arm go up to call a penalty. The things that I take for granted that you just see because you can see the entire ice surface. We won't see that. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to adjust to it. I've never called a game that way before. I'm going to uh, try and um, replicate a few early next week just here at home, calling them off TV in my office. But, uh, you know, you won't really know how it goes until you're sitting in front of the screen. But that's the broadcast plan going forward. Always subject to change. You never know. And we're all crossing our fingers that, uh, you know, the, the situation in Santa Clara County and around the country will improve as the vaccine rollout continues and we'll be able to get back into SAP Center calling Sharks games from there and hopefully at some point with fans there too. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's been about 10 months since I've been in, or actually 11 months since I've been inside the tank with everything going on. And uh, I, I can't imagine how, how big of a challenge that can be just calling from one screen, because you're right. You could see the whole, you know, behind the play, you know, Patty's getting mixed up with, uh, Petrangelo, you know, it, it's, it's one of those little nuances, but you're an absolute pro for it. Um, we'll see. <laughs> but might suck. It, no, 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 not at all. But it, I mean, if you're calling games from, I guess, well, either from a studio or, or eventually from an arena, are you going to go full suit and tie or, or, or are we going to go with like the jogging pants underneath or, how is that going to well, work? I think, I think for game one, because I don't exactly know how they're going to shoot us in the studio, uh, and we may have some presence on the pregame show, mm -hmm. I'm going to go full suit. But if it's apparent they're only shooting us from the neck uh, up or from the waist up, I'm probably going to go blazer and then pajama bottoms <laughs> and, uh, you know, fuzzy slippers. Why not? Why change everything I've been wearing every day during, uh, during COVID? <laughs> you know, what everybody's wearing, right? Right.
no, you're you're absolutely right. I, I do have the fuzzy slippers. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to ask you to stand up. No, no, no. That'd be <laughs> TMI, but um, I, I can only imagine. No, no, no. Just chest up. That's all we're going to do. There you go. <laughs> Um, earlier today, the Sharks announced the Sharks Audio Network. Um, tell, if you have any info about this new venture and how you'll be involved. Well, basically, the Sharks are leaving traditional terrestrial radio. They've been on KFOX 98.5 FM for the last 20 years with Dan Rusinowski and, and uh, assorted color commentators over the years. And uh, this is a move that's happening throughout pro sports as it becomes more and more difficult to nail down radio airwaves uh, in, in various markets. Uh, you know, I, I, it's been a real challenge over the years. And in some parts of the Bay Area, you can hear KFOX and they've been a great partner for the Sharks. And, and in others, you can't, but you could online and, and so on and so on. But as soon as the game was over, as soon as that post-game show was uh, wrapped up, boom, back to their regular programming, which is completely understandable. Uh, moving to an app, an online-based um, service, is going to allow the Sharks to run their own channel. And uh, they'll be, uh, you know, the rollout will start primarily with games, and there'll be some uh, you know, preseason preview and, and some uh, long-form interviews. Eventually, we're going to get involved with going back and talking to a lot of the alumni and, and things of that nature and getting caught up with their lives and what some of these players are now doing, uh, players that were iconic at their time but uh, you know, maybe haven't been around for any of the alumni events the Sharks have had over the years due to distance, you know, uh, they may live in Europe and 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 whatnot. Um, I, I I'd love to talk to Tamu Solani for half an hour. I'd love to talk to Igor Larionov for half an hour, um, and, and even some of the guys who are around. I mean, how fun would it be to to bounce it around with Evgeny Nabokov for half an hour and just talk about the old days or Ryan Klo and so on and so on? You get my drift. So there's going to be a certain amount of that. Um, Ted Ramey, who's been doing some programming for the Sharks in the the past is going to be uh, part of the mix as well. Ruzanowski, of course, it, it might end up be, being called Ruzi Radio if he has anything <laughs> to say about it. But, uh, you know, there'll be various contributors. Myself, Hedekin, uh, you know, the aforementioned Hannon and Smith will probably chime in. And, and who knows, there could be surprises throughout the year as far as who ends up uh, showing up on the, the channel. But the, the actual way it's going to work is like most things now, you download an app. And then you push a button on the app and you can listen to the games live for free. And if you want to stream them in your car, uh, you Bluetooth your phone to your car and now you're listening to the Sharks game through your phone on the speakers in your car or whatever app, uh, whatever device you have. So it, it is a departure. It is, it is going to be a, sh a change for people. But, you know, I think about, and obviously this is at a, a much different metric, but I think about when Netflix uh, announced that they were going to stop renting DVDs and people lost their minds. Like, you're crazy. This streaming thing, it's a long way off to catching on. You know, you, you don't know what you're doing and I'm never going to do anything with Netflix again. And of course, I think they still actually do uh, rent DVDs, believe it or not. It's a very small part of their business. But everything shifted to streaming. And this is where the, the business is going. 
We may even see it move that way to TV in the, in the future. Who knows? But for now, it's, it's moving into the, the radio realm, and uh, every game will be streamed. I think you'll have expanded pregame. You'll have expanded postgame. There's opportunity to do call-in shows, uh, which I think are, are really a, a good thing for fans to be able to call in live and interact and talk about the game that night. Uh, there's all kinds of opportunities to do all kinds of programming and it's all going to be in the palm of your hand. And uh, that's pretty convenient. And, you know, you throw in some earbuds if you're working in the backyard and you can, you can still listen to the game with your phone. And um, I think it's, it's exciting. There's going to be a learning curve for everybody is anything like this, that, that is a drastic change. And it is that, but I think once people get the hang of it, it's going to be great. Yeah. No, it sounds like it'll be a fun venture. Uh, and to hear, hear more about the Sharks is one thing we've, we've always thought about uh, when we started this whole thing up. So this is awesome that it's going to be happening. But uh, before I let you go, one last thing uh, with it being the Sharks 30th anniversary, I'm going to have you pick a favorite moment. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Calls coming in. All right. Be a job I, know, but I just declined it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, we'll make this quick then. With this being the Sharks' 30th anniversary season, uh, pick a favorite moment from each decade of Sharks hockey. Oh, boy. Well, from uh, the 90s, it's got to be Jamie Baker's goal against the Detroit Red Wings. Um, from the... the 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 third one, <laughs> the third decade, it's it's got to be the um, the come from behind playoff game seven against the Vegas Golden Knights, which is not only the the best Sharks game I've ever been to, but it's the best sporting event I've ever been a part of, yep. just because of the sheer shock factor. And uh, that middle decade, um, w- while boy, this this is going to be a bizarre moment. <laughs> but but I like it because it, it speaks to, to rivalry and, and things like that. And it's when Owen Nolan finally had enough with Grant Marshall and skated all the way across the ice to cross-check him. And he ended up getting a huge suspension for 10 games. But it was all it was like, all right, Owen, you finally got him. You finally fixed his wagon. I'll bet he leaves you alone for the rest of your career, and I think he <laughs> did. So that's just off the top of my head. But I, you know, it, it's not a, a, a game-winning moment or anything. But it, it's it's uh, kind of the fabric of uh, what Owen was all about, and he's another guy that I, I look forward to uh, to having on an alumni, uh, you know, look back kind of show to talk about those those days with uh, Ricci and Scott Thornton and. You know Gary Souter and you know the the whole gang from back then. Yeah. Uh, that was a great era of Sharks hockey as well. Yeah, and uh, you've been a part of each and every one of them. I appreciate you immensely as always, Randy Hahn. Always thank you for taking the time to join us. You can find Randy at Sharks for excuse me at Shark Voice on both Twitter and Instagram. As always, bud, take care. All the best to you. My pleasure, Eric. Uh, Go Sharks. Enjoy the season, everybody.